Welcome to the Improve This Podcast with Brent Finnamore. Powerful, practical tools developed through Brent's 25 years of experience working with hundreds of companies in dozens of industries across the globe. Many of the tools Brent shares in his podcast can be further explored in his books on service, sales, and leadership available on Amazon. To learn more about how Brent helps organizations improve, go to thefinnamoregroup.com. And now, here's Brent. Welcome to my B2B Sales Tools podcast series. Today we're talking about qualifying suspects into prospects with the 5 P's filter. As a sales professional, you almost certainly work within some kind of sales process that you or your company has laid out. The purpose of any B2B sales process is to find qualified prospects and then turn them into quality customers. When you start with a qualified prospect and then execute your sales process well, you're going to get a quality customer. So what are the five P's that help you determine a quality prospect? They are problem, procurable, provisions, pressing, and prolonged. But before we get into the five P's and how to use them to qualify a prospect, let's answer an important question. What do we mean by a quality customer? The entire point of your selling activity should be to create a quality customer instead of a nightmare customer, you know, one you wish you'd never sold to in the first place. A quality customer is one that you are able to please profitably through mostly normal operations. Quality customers have fewer complaints. They tend to pay on time. They tend to cost less to serve. And they're highly likely to do business with you again and to recommend you to others. And your company thrives as well because you've sold to them correctly without overpromising, and you've been able to command a premium price as a result. Furthermore, there's mutual trust and partnership between your organizations as a result of how you've sold to them. Don't you wish all your customers were like this? And by the way, qualifying your prospects, no matter what system you use, doesn't even matter at all unless you're willing to be the kind of salesperson who creates demand. When you spend most of your time just responding to RFPs and RFQs, that's called servicing demand. Most sales professionals and sales teams know that they're paid to both service and create demand. They must do both. At the very heart of large premium price deals is the concept of demand creation, right? as opposed to service. Now, servicing demand is important, but it's not the preoccupation of a top performer. In fact, servicing demand is actually an administrative function. You're not really selling. You're servicing the request. The demand is already there. Top performers spend most of their time creating demand, and that means finding companies that haven't gone as far as an RFP or an RFQ yet. As a B2B sales professional, part of your job in terms of demand creation involves filling your pipeline, right? Finding suspects to qualify into prospects. If the company you work for could provide all the business it needed all by itself, you wouldn't even be needed. If you're not prospecting, you're not really doing your job. But during our sales workshops, I often hear stories from frustrated salespeople who've worked long and hard developing a solution proposal for a prospect that ended up saying they couldn't afford the price, or they were locked in with another supplier and just testing the waters, or they were just flat out looking for a competitive bid. 
and you were never going to get the business in the first place. The reason you must differentiate between suspects and qualified prospects is so that you don't waste your time chasing hope. I've worked with many thousands of salespeople over the years and far too many of them just dive in and start trying to sell and they kind of cross their fingers and they hope it'll lead to business. Well, hope is not a business strategy. So what exactly is a suspect? Because I use that word a lot. It's a company you suspect could become a qualified prospect, but you aren't sure yet. This is an important distinction because until you've qualified the suspect, you don't even want to think about processing them through your time-intensive sales steps. And of course, even though a prospect has been qualified, they still might not end up as your customer. That's just the odds of, as we sell. As a B2B sales professional, you probably already know how to find suspects, otherwise known as generating leads. Most companies generate leads for you to contact, so you can just go out and contact them. You also have social media that can be an excellent source of contacts. And your marketing department creates opportunities for you to investigate. And then there are often specialized directories of current product users and potential customers that you can contact. And if you're lucky, your organization also funds trips to attend industry functions and networking events. So of course, you work all these channels to fill your pipeline. But you know, while we're on the subject, top performers go further still. The very best ones spend time developing industry-specific insights and ideas that are actually scalable across lots of different prospects. And then they share those by getting published in media that their suspects consume and by getting speaking engagements at business conferences attended by their suspects. Now, these activities position them as experts and it creates instant trust. They also sometimes, to develop leads, will deliver kickstart presentations at every opportunity. Presentations that appear generic, but are actually designed to entice suspects into the sales process once they've been qualified. Okay, so, so you have a large handful of suspects. You have a pipeline. Well, how do you qualify them? The answer is with the five P's filter. The five P's filter is a checklist that tells you exactly what to look for as you determine the quality of the lead. Problem procurable, provisions, pressing, and prolonged. Now the first three P's, problem, procurable, provisions, are what actually tell you if you have a qualified prospect at all. Then the last two P's, pressing and prolonged, tell you what kind of qualified prospect you have in terms of urgency. Let's look at each one. The first one, problem. They must have a problem or a recognized need. When a company doesn't have a problem to solve, they aren't buying anything right now. So either of these must be true. Either A, they have a problem or a need that you can solve, or B, they don't believe they have a problem or a need, but you sense they may, and you believe it would be productive to investigate. We'll show you how to determine that shortly. The second P is procurable. They must be procurable. That means they are both willing and able to procure your services, to buy from you. Willing and able. Able means they're not locked in by a competitor with a long-term or exclusive contract. Or they are currently being served by a competitor, but you suspect you can kind of break off a piece, take a little piece of the business, and show your value. 
And then there's the willing part. Because remember, procurable means willing and able. So the willing part is they're open to the possibility of working with you. I mean, it could be that they don't like your company or its products. So you'll need to get a sense of that. So we have problem and procurable. And the last of the three Ps is provisions. They must have provisions. Now, this is one that a lot of salespeople overlook. There has to be evidence that they have the funds and the resources available for your quality solutions. The other possibility is that there is no evidence that they currently have the funds or, or resources available, but you have good reason to believe you can work with influential contacts within the suspect company to reallocate budgets. So we have three Ps to determine if you have a qualified prospect. Problem, procurable, provisions. Now, to determine these three Ps, you're going to want to get help from a trusted contact inside the suspect company and get to know them and ask them questions, get their help. I call this person an inside coach. Now, I'm going to explain how to find one and how to develop them in a future podcast. But for now, there's more you can do on your own. You need to research your suspect. So, a friend of mine who manages salespeople for an aerospace company in the UK, he coaches his team before they make initial contact with suspects by asking them if they know the name of the owner or parent company. This simple but powerful question cuts to the chase. Have you done any research on the company you're about to contact? Are you going to ask them a bunch of questions that you shouldn't ha they shouldn't have to answer in the first place because you should have been able to find answers on your own? Or are you about to call them fully prepared? So go online and search for the following things. There are five things to be searching for. Business model, media insights, alliances, current priorities, and executives. So business model. Learn about their business model and their basic business strategy. How do they use their assets to serve their customers and make a profit? Are they public or private? Global or regional? Is there a parent company? Are there sister companies? Media insights. Search for two or three recent posts or stories about the company, as well as press releases. Find out what's new with them. What are their challenges? What are their priorities? Alliances. Study their partnerships, their alliances and suppliers as well, to see if they do business with already with any of your customers. Next one is their current priorities. Read their annual report. Perhaps they have a 10K. Read their investor relations material if they have it. And if you can find it, study their recent investments and future investments or divestments and understand why. And finally, we have the executives. Learn the names of the executives. Study their biographies. Also noting each one's scope of authority and hopefully seeing any areas of common personal interest so you can make a relationship connection. Look for press releases from key executives and study them. That'll tell you a lot about what's on the organization's mind, right? The object in this research is not only to assess them against the first three Ps, but also to learn enough about the company to show them that you're not an annoying vendor who's about to waste their time and that, in fact, you know what you're doing. Because make no mistake, they're qualifying you as much as you're qualifying them. And if, in fact, you find a substantial evidence, enough evidence to suggest they're a qualified prospect, again, that's problem, procurable, and provisions, then they'll automatically belong to one of the two following categories. Pressing or prolonged. A pressing prospect has a sense of urgency to solve their problem. 
You can tell you have a pressing prospect when they say they need to secure a reliable parts vendor by the end of the month or spend the remaining budget for training within three weeks or permanently resolve a quality issue ASAP and so on. They are experiencing acute pain due to a lack of a recognized need and they have a sense of urgency to solve it. So you'll want to work with them to quickly develop a solution or value proposition. Now, this is really important. Depending on their urgency, you may need to develop a quick fix solution and then develop a larger proposal later. You see, sometimes a salesperson will want to slow things down and try to grow a bigger, more complex opportunity so that they can sell more. Also, some sales companies have slow internal processes that require the prospect to wait longer than they'd like for a proposal. And both of these slowdown situations are dangerous when dealing with a pressing prospect. If you don't move fast, you'll almost certainly lose the deal to a faster and more nimble competitor. So you got to know when to move fast. The other kind of qualified prospect is a prolonged prospect. Although they have a problem they want solved or an opportunity they want to seize, they don't have an immediate urgency. You know you have a prolonged prospect when they say they want to uh, increase spare parts revenues or gain market share in East Asia or improve customer satisfaction scores or to reduce con concession costs due to delays or, or to improve operational profit in their U.S. manufacturing network. Simply put, they're trying to do more or do better and they want help, but there's time. These are not results next month kinds of goals. So here you'll need to work with them to develop problem clarity, problem impact, and eventually a sense of urgency to solve it. Now this could take anywhere from three months to a year, but it can be time well spent because they are indeed a qualified prospect. So remember, three P's to qualify them. Problem, procurable, provisions. Then two more P's to determine the time frame pressing and prolonged. In the case of a pressing prospect, you're selling a quick fix. And in the case of a prolonged prospect, you're selling growth. Approaching the qualified prospect the right way, right from the start, is the first step toward winning the business and ending up with a quality customer. Thank you for listening. Once again, you can learn more about Brent's enterprise performance solutions at thefinnamoregroup.com.